This is Don't Forget the Small Stuff, and today we're talking about The Fast and the Furious. Edwin happens to know a few things, and one of the things Edwin knows is, it's not how you stand by your microphone, it's how you talk into your microphone. You better have learned that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Forget the Small Stuff, the podcast that celebrates the overlooked and forgotten little moments in films. I'm Jess, and with me today is Andy. It's me and only me. And only Andy, yeah. You can find us online at smallstuffcast.com. We are at smallstuffcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can contact us using email at smallstuffcast.com. And it has, of course, occurred to me that all of the times I read that spiel, you can also contact us uh, in the direct message channels of any of the social media outlets we use. Yeah, don't be shy. Yeah. Our music is by the awesome Skeleton King. Find more of Skeleton King's work by following the link in the show notes. So, Andy, I thought um, Fast and the Furious was a really good one for the just the two of us to do because it's sort of... Um, it's an ever-present in our lives. I feel like ever since it, it was released, it's always always been in the background for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. It's um, it's it's something I, I went to see with my now wife. It's the only time I've ever been to see two films back-to-back -back at the theatre. It was this and um, Moulin Rouge. Uh, she loved Fast and Furious and hated Moulin Rouge. <laughs> um, I actually thought they were both all right. But yeah, Fast and the Furious is the one that's, that's stuck in the, the kind of consciousness Mm -hmm. Really, and anything to do with cars, it, quotes come out and, and noises, etc., etc. It's a fun one. I remember because so we, uh, my, me and my wife were living in America at the time, and we went to see it. And I remember speaking to you about it uh, shortly after. And I'm pretty sure you told me that your wife said it was one of the most um, profound film going experiences of her life. Oh, oh I, no, no, I think that's not exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Did we know why that is? Was it Paul Walker? Was it was it just the cars or what? I don't I don't know. I don't think she's a huge Paul Walker fan and, and Vin Diesel's an acquired taste, right? Mm -hmm. Um I actually think she admired Letty as much as anyone for being like this super cool yeah. kind of powerful woman mm -hmm. who's like dresses powerfully and is, is frankly cool. And is also interested in cars. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there we are. Because coming from Birmingham, you have to be interested in cars, right? Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That and UB40. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, is this your favourite of the Fast and Furious franchise? Mm. I perhaps should have prepped you before. Had asking. you asked me before watching this again, I would have said no. But I think it might be now. I think it might be. I think we'll, we'll get into the nitty-gritty soon enough. Mm. It's got its issues, certainly in the first half an hour, I think. But once it finds its stride, there's some really quite touching... Touching? Do I really mean that? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's relatively powerful stuff, some of it. Um, not just the cars, folks. But no, I, I, yeah, it's it's certainly up there. I, I mean, there's so many of them there, right? It's really hard to put them into a list. Yeah, well, I haven't... Uh, you know, full disclosure, I haven't seen them all. I think I've maybe got as far as seven... I think mm -hmm. um but it's difficult to distinguish them at some yeah. point and i you know five is fine four, four is fine i just think for me this is my favorite of the ones that i've seen it is the the um the one that's most 
grounded, I suppose. Mm. I think the rest of them start to get pretty dumb pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. There is the criticism of it that it's just a rehash of... um, Oh, what's that film? Oh my god, I'm blank, drawing a blank already. The the surfing film with Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. Point Break. Point Break. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just say it's a rehash of that, <clears throat> but you know, whatever. It's still, it's you know, I don't care. Surfboards don't make noise. Yeah, but well, maybe they do. <laughs> Surfers, right in. Well, yeah, please, please get in touch. Um, did you want to say anything else about the film? <clears throat> Or the franchise or anything as a whole before. Well, we just just one thing, just a kind of general point. We did, uh, the last film we watched was Ocean's Eleven, which is effortlessly cool. Mm-hmm. And The Fast and the Furious is trying trying so hard to be cool at the start. It is it is ridiculous how hard it's trying. Mm-hmm. So and, it's- and failing, actually, quite a lot at the start. Um, it's trying so hard. It's almost like... The director said, look, tr- try and sound cool, say cool things, mm-hmm. um, do it in a cool accent. Um, we're going to play the music real loud uh, oh, and, and everyone have like an attitude. And it's so stupid at the start, but we'll go into the specifics. Mm. But I think I it never, it, you know, coming off the back of Ocean's Eleven and then this, the, the contrast is immense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would. So I was, as you said that, I was thinking, is it, could we say it's, Effortfully cool, <laughs> yeah. maybe borderline cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Because they are trying extremely hard, and I think they succeed some of the time, personally. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, yeah, it gets it gets you know toward I guess the middle part of the movie, and I think it once the characters have been have been introduced, and no one's you don't need to try and mm. overemphasize their character to, yeah. so you can remember who they are. I think it works a lot better. Mm. Like, look at this person, they're cool. Oh, and look at this person, this person is also cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's the first time we've met you. Say something cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm happy. Let's let's move into the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we'll go through chronologically. Uh, <laughs> Andy, um, I'm, I'm going to let everyone behind the curtain a little bit. Just say that we the way we do this to keep things chronological or try to keep things chronological is that we have a spreadsheet and um we each put little marks in where we want to have some to say something <laughs> your, your your spread your column in the spreadsheet is full of of whys so you have a lot to say about this yeah and apologies in advance some of it will be puerile <laughs> and frankly critical critical mm. uh, i'm quite good at that's doing not that like you no no exactly but um yeah there's some good ones in here yeah okay well, i'm looking forward to a, this be a fun ride all right, I'm I'm going to start though because I want to talk about the uh, the first truck heist, the Civic heist. Um, it's only it's a again it's what this what the podcast is all about. It is a very small thing, but and it is only a stunt in in continuity mistake. But at one point when they are like they're sh- shooting harpoons through the window of the truck, mm-hmm. there is a shot. I think maybe it's when Vince is climbing onto the front of the truck. The truck driver is not moving. He's just driving the truck. He's not freaking out. He's not, like, fighting back. He's just stationary driving. I just don't. (laughs) I'm not going to be critical. But you wouldn't react like that. They sort of, later on, when you see the one toward the Mm. end of the movie, it's very similar. They're like, ooh, I should just, hands on the wheel, just keep driving. It's really important that I keep concentrating on the road. Like, just guy's trying to jack you <laughs> I, I feel like and maybe this is oh, overthinking it but it's part of our job i'm not sure the truckers do the best job they could no they no. could yeah 
they i'm sure there were other tactics they could use to um shake off these guys there's, oh, there's so many and actually the guy at the end does a little bit of it he breaks mm. and kind of weaves yeah. but not whilst they it's so obvious what's going to happen has he not seen the film mm. <laughs> <laughs> well and but and also the tr the truckers are like banding together you know the basically we hear it a number of times the truckers are not standing by standing sitting down for this or whatever it is he says so they're obviously talking they literally are yeah right? they literally <laughs> they literally are until you climb aboard and yeah. then i'm gonna shotgun you or hit you with a bat or something yeah. mm. but until until you're aboard it's fine you can shoot a harpoon through my windshield go for it mm. it's quite a good plan the harpoons and the i mean i think it looks cool anyway no right so as a stunt, yeah, I think so. But all you need to do as the truck driver is vary your speed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Slow down, speed up, and then they've got no... Anyway. Yeah, that's a really good point. <clears throat> yeah, okay, we've foiled the plan already. My problem with it, actually, and this is the point I was going to make, is they've got... I don't know why they're, why they're trying to rob them in the way they are, right? So their cars are all the same, exactly the same. Mm. So they're quite unique. They've all got the same tyres. We learn that later on, right? Mm. They've all got green LEDs underneath their cars. Why? Why? <laughs> just just steal some Crown Vicks or something. Just be the most generic thing. Mm. Why are they so specific? Why are they making it obvious that it is all the same people but, all the and time? And from the, from the street racing... Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> this, 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 no, you no. wouldn't do it like that. Well... I need to bring it up with Dom. Why are they so? Why do they need to be so highly tuned? You're chasing a truck. Because you need to do <clears throat> maneuvers like Letty driving under the truck. I mean, you need. She to... just watched Christmas Vacation. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's impossible not to think of Christmas Vacation when she yeah. does that. Yeah. Which song, Which film does it better though? Like, as a stunt, we're talking about here, not necessarily for comedic effect. Which film does the driving under a truck better? Hmm. Well, I think the, the exposure to risk is probably more with Griswold, right? Because his kids are in the back? Well, also, you've got... You're underneath it longer. Mm. So and any, you're not any, a precision driver. Well, any... Well, you're an oaf. Mm. Right, any variation in speed and you're crushed. Whereas Letty kind of just sweeps through. Mm. Now, you've got to line that one up, right? Otherwise, you're super dead. Well, no, she, in, the first heist, in the first heist, she's under there for a bit because they go through the road. Oh, no, you're right. The road well, no, it's later on that she yeah. goes underneath it. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, yeah, she probably does it better, frankly. I think it's, that's, yeah. that's my feeling, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. We, we meet Brian, um, and he's test driving his Mitsubishi Eclipse. What is he doing? <laughs> Seriously, what is Brian doing? <laughs> he's gone to the car park of Dodger Stadium and he's trying to max out his... I think that's what it is. Because well, he goes to Harry's next and he says the Eclipse maxed out at 140 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Then why does he... He does... Why... There's like... You can see it. When he's lined up, there's like 300 metres behind him. He could have he could have had further to go. So, and he sort of loses control inexplicably. Probably because I'm I'm guessing because he's getting close to the fence, mm -hmm. right? Just back up, dude. Yeah. What? I don't it's... understand. And the way he loses control is just. <sighs> well, it, the problem with that scene for me is that it makes it look like he's not a very good driver. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, and then there's the drag race later, which also suggests he's not a very good driver. And then he he then becomes instantly a really good driver because yeah. he's he's escaping the cops mm-hmm. and then he's you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that whole that whole bit at the Dodger Stadium car park, I just we don't need it. Let's introduce Brian a different way. What I would say is I think they 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 simulate the effect of speed very well. There's a kind of shaky camera thing mm-hmm. that goes alongside the car. Mm-hmm. He's probably only driving at 30. But um, yeah, with yeah. the loud music and the, the kind of high-pitched engine revs and stuff and the shaky camera, it looks it's pretty effective. We're going to talk about that, that <clears> later <throat> on, I think, probably. Uh, anything else about Brian and his Eclipse? No. Okay. Then he goes to uh, Toretto's Market. Right. So why are there no cars on the street? There are none. There's cars parked. Mm. Oh, no one driving? No, none. None at all. This happens several times, actually. But specifically, it's really weird here because he drives in, there's no, he parks yeah. across the street. Yeah. And then, I don't know, a couple of minutes later, uh, Vince and the gang turn up in formation, um, as you do. And nothing. Nothing is on the road. <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, I know why, but it's really silly. Because it's a residential neighbourhood, it looks like. It is, yeah. Yeah, the, the people... There's not even pedestrians. No, there's no one. No one in their front yard or, like... Well... Oh, go on. Well, so... <laughs> and I've never seen this before until... Um, I was watching it again this morning, uh, a little bit, so I wanted to check something out. And <clears throat> so Brian orders the tuna sandwich and then puts a really... By the way, does a really stupid voice when he says, No crust. Oh my god, Brian, yeah. stop it. You're trying to impress Mia. Mia, yeah. Mm. Anyway. And obviously Vince not happy turns up. Um and then Brian leaves. He throws his money down and says, see you tomorrow, and then Vince gets across. No, you won't. As he's walking out, as Brian is walking out, um, you see it from behind Brian, I think. Mm-hmm. So you're looking out towards the street. <laughs> Bottom right of the frame, there's a dude in like a white button-down shirt, yeah. sat at a table outside. Oh. <laughs> it's so strange. So they've got this guy, this extra in, to be a, a customer at the at I don't, the I don't know whether it's crew you're not supposed to see. There's like a guy. It's like, he's kind of looking in. It's really weird. Mm, I'll have to look out for that. Yeah, you should go. It's worth going back and just, just you know, it's pretty much at the start of the movie. Mm. Go watch a few frames, but there's a bloke. So yeah. good. Mm. Brian then goes to Harry's. I don't have a lot to say about this scene, uh, except when he, again, him, the implication of him not being a very good driver, he hits the curb. He really does smack it, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he hits the curb as he parks. Is yeah. that supposed to tell us something about Brian that he just he's all action? He just wants to get this thing going. He just wants and, it done. He just wants yeah. a nose, doesn't yeah. he? At this point, um, I think it's, it's a missed opportunity. Uh, Harry is as stolen a backhanded spit, spit wipe off of us he almost he? does he almost he does you know he does it like a four-handed spit wipe twice oh my god because he's getting really stressed that you know dom's gonna like sack yeah yeah and he's re- really really quite upset about that i think possibly because there's an implication that he's been handling stolen goods yes later on in the movie it's a stressful time for harry harry does not he's not taking it well and um yeah there's a couple of times he covers his mouth and then kind of Pulls it away. Go watch it. Can we I'm, call it a f- four-handed, four-handed spit, 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 spit wipe? wipe. Okay. So. 
Wow, I can't believe I didn't see that. He does it twice. As I went, I, that's why I went to look this morning. <laughs> I went, was that? Did I miss a backhanded spit wipe? Oh. No, I missed a forehanded spit wipe twice. So we're, we're obviously we're jumping ahead. We're stepping on the the quick hits, <clears> but uh, seeing as we're talking about it, uh, I did wonder whether we might get a um, backhanded uh, oil wipe from the the fence <laughs> at Johnny Tran's garage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same thing. Exactly the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but no, we did not. No, okay. No. So I think visually the film starts to get really interesting on the next scene when we, we go to the what like they look like like warehouses, right? And all mm-hmm. the cars sort of file into the warehouses. The first thing they do, and they did it earlier at the Dodger Stadium scene, is that they accelerate. They show the passage of time by accelerating the film so that it, like the sun sets or it gets dark quickly. And which is quite cool, isn't it's it? It's really it is, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I think that's really cool, and I think the warehouses look amazing. They'll come up later. Um, but the only thing I want, the other thing I wanted to say about that scene is um, we meet Hector and Edwin, your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the way Hector introduces himself. He says. They call me Hector. Yeah. So, okay, they call you that. Is is that your name? Or do they just call you that? Well, he can't pronounce his own surname. Yeah. So maybe... But I just think it's funny that they call me Hector. Like, yeah. I want you, next time you introduce yourself to someone, they... whether it's business or in a mm. social setting, I want you to say to them, they call me Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might do that. Just... I got on a team's call tomorrow yeah. to some, some guys yeah. across the other side of the world. And then they can see my name anyway on the team's no, but They call me Andy. Yeah, that's all I want. Okay. And then to tell me how it goes. <clears throat> it, it only, basically what I'm trying to say is it only works in that situation when you're trying to be cool. Again, mm-hmm. trying to be cool. Yeah, this is I think the most egregious um, display of people trying to be cool, uh, and several people do it. Letty does it a little bit when Dom's got the two girls next to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit stupid. Um, the worst opponent is Edwin. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Ja Rule? I hate him. <laughs> I well, I don't know him. He might be lovely. Probably not. I don't know. Um, however, his character in this is bad. Mm-hmm. The stupid. I mean, the joke was funny, right? But the actual statement is not how you stand next to your car. It's how you drive it. You better learn that. Yeah. You know, Edwin happens to know a few things. And one of the things that we knows is it's not how you stand by your car, it's how you race your car. You better learn that. The funny part about that whole thing is Brian completely ignores him. He's not even looking. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> well, and also doesn't doesn't Ja Rule come last in the race? In the in the drag race they have? I'm pretty sure he is. I oh, sorry, Edwin. I shouldn't Edwin, I think, does come last. Yeah. The race, though. How we see this in a later uh, Fast and Furious movie when they did the, the uh, infamous 26 mile runway. Yeah. Right. This is, I guess, supposed to be a quarter mile race. Yeah, 10 second race, right? I, I didn't time it. I didn't. I should have. Should have done. Yeah. And they're going 145, 150 at the end, <laughs> um, which would suggest the cars are really slow or max out 140, 50, which. You know. Yeah, but, but it, uh, you it know, take, they drag that ten seconds out a lot, don't they? Someone out there must have done the math on that one. Um, it's so for me. Also, you talk about um, 
egregiously like mm-hmm. telling their the actors to say something cool, be cool. They're trying extremely hard with the special effects to to. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the the speed, the the impression of speed from the previous scene. I think I, I think they they miss it on this one. It's just mm-hmm. maybe twenty years ago or twenty two years ago we were like, yep. oh, that's really cool, mm-hmm. but it's all over the place. I think like the the jittery cam goes too far, and then there's the streaky backgrounds and the every each car is like in perfect sort of synchronicity with each other. It's just all a bit. Um, it's, it's it's the whole thing is a bit stupid, isn't it? Yeah, um, and like the thing, I'm not a street racer. Funnily enough, you may have guessed I'm not a street racer, but What's going on? What's that nonsense on Brian's screen as the screen comes out of the dashboard and there's some kind of arbitrary graphs on there? And he's like, mm, yes, that looks right. <laughs> Just randomly <laughs> pushing keys on his keyboard. I do like the way he tells his computer to shut up. That's my note. That's one of my notes. It's, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and he slams the slams, lid down. Slams I think. the lid down, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously not that important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other bit I wanted to say, just this going on about how, how everyone's trying to be cool and really down with the street racer vibe. Is, is Dom's kind of monologue at the end where you almost had me, you never had me, you never had your car. What? Yes, I did. No, no, I, I get that. I do. I, Because I, I was thinking that as I was watching, but then I gave it some extra thought. And it's just because it means, you know, he, he his bet was the pink slip for the car, right? Yeah. And Which means if you win, Dom, you win my car. So Dom's like, yeah, I've got, I'm won your car. So you you ever since you made this bet, you were destined to yes, lose your car. But I had to think about it. To I mean, I figured that's what he meant. Mm. But it, it it's just a convenient kind of clip to his the end of his sentence yeah, yeah. to make him sound cool. That's exactly yeah. And the guys who I don't know where they got those people who stand around the car, and he's walking around yeah. saying, you know. Um, and there's people agreeing with him, going, "Yeah, yeah, cool." And, and nodding. Like, and you nearly had you me. Nearly- <laughs> and the guy next to him in the, it looks like he's wearing some sort of like um, garage, like mechanics yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah. And he, he gives him like a little face, like, "Oh my god, what's this guy on?" I don't <laughs> believe guy, it. You know, that guy's like his head roll when he's like, <laughs> "Oh, that scene." Okay, so before, let's yeah, go on. Before we leave that scene, I'm going to break uh, break ranks here and talk a little bit about actually the closing credits because. Whoa, 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 no, no, I got to because I've got to okay. mention I've got to mention it here, and it, it it doesn't make any sense for me to come back to it. So, mm-hmm. the way I the way I normally do this is um, I will typically look through the credits in the movie, and then I will corroborate those with whatever I see on IMDb just to make sure I'm picking up the right person mm-hmm. and the right actor. But what I'm looking for is is dumb names, frankly, or specific characters who who merit me looking slightly into the background of them to tell an amusing tale. Yeah. Um, the the, um, the actual credited list of cast members on this isn't isn't huge, but the one that struck me, and actually I quite like the character, is Pizza Boy. Yes. So Pizza Boy, um, is, who's, is that is that guy's name Leon? Yep. Yeah. So Leon says, you know, roads closed, Pizza Boy. Find another way home. I'm like that pizza boy, right? He's like fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. What's I... life done to you? What has life done to pizza boy? So I, <laughs> he's I... also not a boy. No, no. <laughs> it's like a middle-aged dude. I think he's basically the oldest person in the film, as far yeah, as I can tell. Yeah. Apart from maybe Ferrari guy later on. Ferrari. So anyway, I looked. I looked up pizza boy, and uh, it's the director. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Rob, Rob, Rob Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. 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 
So uh, there we are. That's why I wanted to mention it now because Pizza Boy, I like Pizza Boy. Yeah. Uh, he was my pick for closing credits, and then it turned out to be the director. That's so. brilliant. Uh, I wanted to say, um, I think they do a very good job in in defense of the filmmakers and the director because we've been a bit harsh so far. Um, they do a very good job of representing the ecosystem of this subculture, right? Like yeah. people have jobs, like in in its sort of most obvious sense, like Leon is the guy that listens to the radio, mm-hmm. okay? But also they've got, They've got it all planned out. They've got the 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 girls that spray paint the start finish line. Yeah. They've got the guy that starts the race. Even though it's a bit, you know, it's sort of rough and ready and um a bit edgy and a bit illegal and all that. They still have a hierarchy. They still have jobs to do. Dom is clearly the the leader. Like everyone waits for Dom to show up and then yeah. he tells them what's happening. I mean, I have no idea how realistic that is. But I actually think they do quite a good job of of representing that in in these scenes. Yeah. yeah. And they all seem to know exactly what to do as soon as the cops show up. I they love, all uh, like pull away. That scene is cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a really there's a couple of good shots of the the crowds parting. Mm-hmm. You're looking down the street and the crowd goes either way mm-hmm. and they're all running into their cars and then you hit this brilliant bit where they're all hitting their alarms and you're hearing all the uh, the alarms get deactivated uh, and then obviously the the engine noise as they go on. So this is going to come up <clears throat> later but I'm going to like sort of tease it now. The crowd shots in this film I think are really good. But I'm going to have a specific point about it later on. Okay. So we've talked about the drag race. Um did you want to say something more about when the cops show up and everyone bolts? No, it was the it was the point about the 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 guys. Okay. It's like an inverse Le Mans start. <laughs> they're, all, they're in the middle of the road and then they're kind of running either side. Yeah. I mean, how would you remember where you parked? Exactly. Oh, wait, that's not my car. Can't go the other way. That's a good point, though. So, the, yeah, we, we know what happens next. Dom and Brian end up in uh, the same car and then they get pulled over by Johnny Tran. I know what I want to say about this. Andy? No, 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 go. <laughs> no, go on. I'm, well, uh, I mean, the first thing I was going to say is I love Johnny Tran's Sorry, his cousin Lance's trousers. He's wearing snakeskin pants, as far as I can tell. And, and, and Dom references them. We got lost down there. What do you want me to tell you? Who's we? Um, my new mechanic. Brian, meet Johnny Tran. The guy in the snakeskin pants. That's his cousin Lance. So when are you going to give me a shot of the Honda 2000? Yes, 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 you know me. <laughs> He's the guy in the snakeskin pants. Yeah. That's his cousin Lance. Uh, which has forever been in, in our consciousness because it, it, it replicates a, a line from a Wu-Tang song. Is it MGM? Yes. Looks like his cousin's land. Yeah. And so the fact that they put a character in this film that was specifically someone's cousin and was called Lance... I feel like it's almost on purpose. It's almost a little Wu-Tang homage. I like to think so. I do too. <laughs> and the other thing that Lance says, which is an absurd line delivery and thing to say, is he says, it's an amazing machine. Does he? The thing is that the line is, what do you think, Lance? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even, it's not obvious. I mean, he's clearly sort of referring to the car, but it's not. It's just like it's an amazing machine. <laughs> I just, I, I almost feel like he, he says it in a weird, threatening tone, like 
I'm complimenting you, but I'm doing it in a really threatening way. Yeah. Or... Basically saying, you know, it would be a shame to riddle it with holes and blow it up. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, that's not a motorbike, but it is an amazing machine. Okay. Because you think Lance is a a motorbike guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Because Johnny Tran is is either or. (laughs) There's a good explosion, though, when they... uh, they, they, That's really well done, actually. Mm -hmm. That car is properly wrecked, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it, mm. there's like a burst of green flame. It gets engulfed yeah. with green flame, and then it sparkles at one point. Mm. It's yeah, it's very it's well cool. Done. Yeah. Shortly after that, they they end up at Dom's house at the party. Uh, again, nothing profound to say about this. Oh no, no, there is something I need to say before that. So, <laughs> Brian and Dom repeat the same lines twice in a row. Um when the just before and after the car blows up so brian says what was that all about and dom says it's a long story <laughs> they blow up the car dom yells nars and they run away and as they're walking back under the like the mm-hmm. the gate he brian says what was that all about and dom says it was it's a long story like weird two identical lines back to back yeah odd <laughs> Uh, no, no, what I wanted to say about the party was uh, Vince is playing the guitar, except he's not. He's just playing chords and then holding the guitar in a really cool way. And there's girls around him going, oh, wow, yeah. you could do that with a guitar? Oh, my God. That's so. He's like a kid who doesn't really know how to play the guitar, but knows how to play a couple of chords and make it sound cool and thinks if, he's cool. If I turn the amp on, there's loads of noise going on here. I'm just going to turn this up a little louder and do these like two chords i know and hold it like i'm a rock star <laughs> and i really sustain that last chord and like make a rock face yeah and the, the girl's like yeah you're so cool yeah <sighs> i mean i didn't like vince anyway but seeing him do that made me dislike him even more because he's, he's got a completely misguided sense of what is he uh, cool. is he more unlikable than edwin okay so He's the only one that recognizes that Brian is a cop. So in he's got at least that going for him. He's not as dumb as he looks. I think he just wants him to be a cop. Okay, because he's, he's right. jealous of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so you you don't think he knows? He just wants. No, he's he, he's just trying mm. to get him right out, and I think it's more by luck than judgment. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Did you want to say anything about the party? Anything else? No, there's another stupid line which I Go will on. repeat here. Yeah, uh, I think it's Jesse is. The only time we see Jesse with a girl and Dom says, you can't detail the car with the cover oh, on. it's so bad. I take it upstairs. It, like some stupid automotive tie-in to woman nonsense. Yeah, that's really yeah. awful. They can it? just do it out those stupid lines. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just terrible. Yeah. Why don't you just say, take it upstairs? Yeah. That's, that's all you need to say. Then we get the reveal that Brian is actually police. Whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a turning point in the film, fine, whatever. I, what I wanted to say about the scene is, first of all, as they're walking into the house, this amazing house that the police have seemed to, like, um, I don't know what they do, they kind of requisition a house or something, yeah, yeah. repossess it. And he says, Eddie Fisher had this house built, house built in the 50s for uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Wow, nice crib, Sergeant. A lot nicer than that last place he confiscated. Ain't it? You know, Eddie Fisher built this house for Elizabeth Taylor in the 50s. See, even the cops are Hollywood and Hollywood. Which I think is really cool. But specifically, it makes me laugh because it always reminds me of the scene in 
uh, Fletch when he walks into Stanwick's house and he says, what a coincidence. I came this close to buying this place. And then I found out that Hopalong Cassidy killed himself here and that that ruined it for me. <laughs> and then and, and Stanwick goes, who? He goes, Hopalong Cassidy, bow and arrow. Really weird. <laughs> what a coincidence. What? I came this close to buying this place. Then I found out Hopalong Cassidy killed himself here. It blew it for me. Who? Hopalong Cassidy. Bow and arrow. Oh, Fletch. Yeah. Watch yeah. this space, kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we are doing Fletch at some point, no doubt. But I, I like it's there's it's just a nice crossover because mm-hmm. it is proper, like, this is a fancy Hollywood home we're, we're in. There's also a great little back and forth about um, get us some iced cappuccinos. And he says, decaf or regular or something like that. He goes, better be decaf. <laughs> something like that. You know, just better be decaf. This is a really specific drink, iced uh, cappuccinos. Yeah, and then they're all, they're all like drinking them in the next, the it's, next cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. It's not, it's not a cool drink at all, right? No. I mean, actually, physically, is a yeah. cool drink. And actually, they're, they're these glass beakers with handles on, mm. not even cool cups. No, right, they're not drinking it cool. It's, it's odd. It's just a, I don't know what the filmmakers really were doing. I, I really like it, but also like, what are we trying to know? Are we, are we just like are these cops too fancy for their own good? I have no idea what we're learning here, mm. but it's great. <laughs> Do you have anything from the the police first meeting? No, of the I, I, I am going to stop myself from repeating every line I hate in this movie. Okay, so move on. fine. All right, you did want to say something about the. Um, the barbecue scene mm-hmm. at Dom's house. Yep. So it's very specifically the way... So Vince sees Brian, decides to leave. Yeah. Vince realises he's an idiot, comes back, sits down and uh, gets a beer. And then he, <laughs> you see him take uh, like a swig of the beer, but he doesn't really drink it like anyone I've seen drink beer before. He kind of purses his lips as if he's going to put the bottle up to his lips. And then pours it in. <laughs> so he's like makes a spout with his mouth and then pours the beer in. And then, you you know, he sat opposite Brian and then you see Brian swigging a beer and like some kind of swig beer off thing going on. Um, and he just does it normally. Like, no, no, this is how normal people drink beer, Vince. Yeah, yeah it's it's quite unusual. Yet again, Vince is trying to prove to the world that he's... I'll he's do it differently, cooler. therefore yeah. cooler. Yeah. Move on to... Um, the um, El Gato Negro garage scene. I love the music that's playing at El Gato Negro. I'm not going to sing it or do it. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's, I, yeah. good. it's like, it's Latino hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Towards the end, the guy gets a bit operatic as well, which yes. I think is pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good music. Uh, it's a shame they don't have a scene in El Gato Negro. Like, it looks like a good jam. It looks like a cool hang. Yeah. Because Hector's Hector's in his element, yeah. and he's he's like he's joking around with the girls, and he's like, mm. "Oh no, I'm only kidding." And it's like, yeah. 
why haven't we seen a Hector side story or origin story? Because I actually think he's got an interesting character potentially because yeah. he says earlier on he, he's trying to go legit mm-hmm. and go racing. Yeah. Um, but he's clearly, something's happening because he, he's got loads of money. What do you think about that? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'd like to see more of Hector, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I quite like him. But yeah, so I like the music that plays at El Gato Negro. We also see um, Brian. He obviously, after uh, Hector's visit to Harry's, he gets a sense that it might actually be Hector. Mm-hmm. So uh, breaks into the garage, checks out the cars, and then um, on his way out, Vince hits him with a shotgun, shotgun I yep. think. Smacks him. He then drags him by his coat, I guess, to, yeah. to see to see Dom. And then, it's really weird when he's talking to Dom. It's like it's like Vince has roughed his hair up. Honestly, his, his hair—the volume of his hair. Oh, Brian's. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Brian's hair is just grown by about three centimeters. He's got like almost a perm. Maybe it's just a really humid night. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. it's like. It's like Vince knocked him out and then ruffled his hair, yeah. his hand through his hair, like, yeah. there's a good boy. That's a bit weird. I don't know. He, you can also, I'm, maybe this is probably intentional, but you can really tell Brian, like, hunting for a, a solution to what to tell Dom. Like, yeah. what this is about. This is about race wars or something. It's, <laughs> it's just it's, it's really awkward, yeah. but maybe that, like I say, that always sticks out like mm. a sore thumb to me, but mm. it's probably intentional because he's searching for, as you say, some kind of excuse. Did you want to also say something about when they go to... It's it's a weird thing that they do, by the way. Yeah, we've just spied on Hector, or you've just spied on Hector. Let's all go spy on Johnny Tran. Like, mm. come with me. Like, was that what they were going to do anyway? Or did Dom just go, hey, this is a good wheeze. Let's give it a go. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Let's go see what Tran's mm. got. Mm. Yeah, so um, I think... Now, there's a couple of times where the cops called Dom Dominic but I think this is the only time Vince calls him Dominic it's a bit strange not sure why but all I wanted to mention so the fence comes in and Johnny and Johnny Tran and his cousin Lance <laughs> they're looking for their engines they want their engines for their cars and they essentially torture him by um, almost waterboarding him with oil it's horrific it's, it is quite unpleasant actually but I do like the way they mull over. He asks Lance whether it should be 50 weight or 40 weight oil. <laughs> what does he say? Like 50 weight sounds about right or 40 weight sounds about right? I yeah, can't yeah. remember which one. But I just think it's a really funny line. <laughs> yes. I Is like there that. much of a difference? I don't know. One's less or more viscous. I don't know. Mechanics call in and tell me how wrong I am because I have no idea. So actually that was a good... Uh, little segue to a question I was going to ask you. I mean, you're as close as we get on this podcast to our car guy. Hey. Yeah. Is some of their term is their terminology does it check out? Yeah, yeah. So at, one, at one point Brian says he's got three Civics with spoon engines. Yeah. Something something. Is that a thing? A spoon yeah, engine? Spoon, spoon spoon is a if I remember correctly is a um a tuning specialist in Japan that okay. does um Honda specifically, I think. Okay, so he knows what uh, he's talking about. Yeah, yeah spoon engines. Is, it was always <laughs> most of this comes from playing Gran Turismo back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you could always stick a spoon engine in your Honda. It was like a Japanese tuner company. Okay. All right, good. So I want to go back to the 
the fancy house that the police are in because there is another great little interchange with Sergeant Tanner. Brian wants a cigarette and the FBI FBI guy's like, get him a cigarette. And he's like, no, I thought you quit. Give me a cigarette. No, no, you don't have a cigarette. (laughs) No, it's good. Somebody just give me a cigarette. Get him a cigarette. Don't get him a cigarette. Why don't you quit? Yeah, I did quit. Just give me a cigarette. Get him a cigarette. No! Um, so it it made me think that Tanner looks out for Brian. Tanner's like, is he like Brian's, mm-hmm. the father that Brian never had? I mean, I don't know Brian's backstory. Um, if we ever find out in the other films, I can't remember. Because at one he he... he thinks that decaffeinated coffee is the better option Mm -hmm. in the iced cappuccino conversation. Uh, He really is concerned that Brian doesn't start smoking again. (laughs) And uh, he also has that rather fatherly chat when he says, uh, it's Toretto, Brian, it always has been. I know you've been lying to me, but have you also been lying to yourself or something like that? He's, I think he's, he's got his heart... He's got his heart in the right place, Tanner. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you're right. Um, I would also point this... I think this is the point where the film starts getting more believable. I think the characters are kind of grounded now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the nonsense out of the way of the cool street racing vibe, or at least these guys trying to be cool street racers. Uh, and now it gets a little bit more weighty. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think you're probably right. I'm... I don't mind some of the stuff that came before it and I don't mind them trying to be cool because sometimes they succeed and sometimes they don't. But yeah, I think you're probably right. Incidentally, by the way, so, so they are just before the conversation about get me a cigarette. Mm-hmm. The FBI guy has got the longest cigar I've seen for a long time. Okay. He just whips it out and it's, I don't know, I'm trying to size it up. I think it's like eight inches, like eight ten to inches. ten inches long. Weird. That's a big scar. Mm. What follows is the the conversation with Brian in the the garage with the was it a charger? It is a Dodge Charger. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's probably the most kind of touching, most powerful scene in the film. The way Dom presents the story is fine. You know, it's good. The line I love, and it I can't say it gets me every time, but mm-hmm. it does. It you know it. it pulls on something yeah. is when he says he's a janitor in a high school now yeah, and yeah. he has to take the bus to work or something like that. And I just think that is, that's showing Dom's <clears throat> humanity much better than any of the stuff that we've seen before does like um, with him, like telling them to say grace and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've literally got pretty much the same thing written down. I, mm. I go a step further and I said, is this the best Vin Diesel has ever acted? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm not a Vin Diesel aficionado, so I couldn't say. But if I if I also then said in these movies, the answer is clearly yes. Okay. But you're right. There's that that whole monologue is really is quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I really I really like that scene. Mm. It's really good. There's a bit where he talks about, you know, he could hear his dad screaming, and actually it was him. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just bizarre because it's as I say, I think the. the just the turning point where this film starts to actually hit home a little bit. Um, and it really, you know, kicks it off the back end of this film with a really quite, 
I won't say touching because you know it's Fast and the Furious, but mm. it, it it is relatively moving for for the tone. It, it's as profound as <clears throat> this film gets for sure, and almost certainly as profound as any of the other films get. I would say. Yeah. And then we hit the restaurant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they've gone to cha 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 cha. Yes. So, so uh, Mia and Brian are good at cha cha cha, and it got me thinking. Probably because after seeing Dom do some half decent acting. Is Jordana Brewster the best actor in this movie? Um, because that that bit in the in the restaurant's pretty good. I think, yeah. Apart from the the scene we were just talking about, I think anything else in this film that stands out is by Jordana Brewster. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think she does a really good job. What I would say, however, is her, her acting for driving is terrible. Is it? I'm so straight after you know they go for a drive. Yeah, and then she's driving. Oh, it's bad. Okay. I actually don't think she had a license when this film she made this film. Then it's fair enough, um, I guess, isn't it? But it's awful. She looks like a child doing it, like it, like hands at the top and then like really vigorous driving uh, actions on the wheel, and then like staring at Brian, smiling, and it's it's really <laughs> awkward. So you you've 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 mentioned her now, and so I'm going to bring it up. When we, I tried to do a slightly chronological <clears throat> watch of the Fast and Furious films a few years ago. I got as far as whatever it was, seven. And there's one film where she's not in it. I think it's four, maybe. I'm not sure. And I was instantly struck. Well, and she's not in two as well. But I was instantly struck that the next film after, when she is back in it, the the family, you know, they, they're big on the family mm-hmm. theme in these films later on. The family theme was missing from the the ones that she's not in. So I have to. I feel like she's actually the heart of the franchise, at least mm. as far as I've seen them. You have to have that. You have to have the the connection with sort of a more real human aspect to it to mean anything. And it doesn't help that she's, you know, as you say, she's genuinely good. Yeah. No, I I would agree with that. It's funny because the ones that she's not in so much, they, I think they push the relationship that Dom has with Letty mm. uh, quite a lot. And it just doesn't quite work as well. Um, obviously, if you haven't got um, Mia in it, then Brian's relationship with her is is also missing from the film. And yeah. I think, like you say, that kind of that feels like the heart of the the, the family to me. Mm-hmm. That, that character and those relationships. The the next scene straight after the cha 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 scene, more or less, is when they raid various Tran empire venues i don't have a lot to say uh, other than the takedown of lance is amazing he's running and some <clears throat> beefy police guy grabs him by the throat and he's throws him to the floor because when I was, I was watching that i think you oh, know this is where he gets clothesline but it's not yeah. he literally collars him around the neck and just throws <laughs> him um i think that scene is fantastic that whatever that if I listened to, well, I wouldn't listen to that music in isolation, mm-hmm. but the music choice for that scene and the fact that they mute all effects and dialogue is oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and there's that wonderful bit. I assume it's Tran's dad who is mm-hmm. is, is disrespect. He feels like he's the, the son's brought disrepute on the family. Mm-hmm. And so kind of, yeah, and he slaps him around the face. I think that's so powerful. That, I love that scene. I yeah. watched it again just because earlier on and... Um, I've got nothing more really to say about it other than that it's flipping brilliant. I have something more to say about it. It is another example of how Tanner looks after Brian. 
because as they leave the house oh, yeah. together, Tanner is like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he puts his arm around him or something, but he's definitely like yeah. looking out for Brian. So yeah, again, my guy, Tanner. <laughs> uh, we're going to skip ahead a little bit because we're going to go to Race Wars. You wanted to say something about like almost like the first time we see Race Wars. Yeah, um, I think it's shot really well. Like it looks like it's on an old disused airbase or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's a good looking place. Uh, very windy as well. But yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about and I, this. This sounds awful, but he's he's actually credited as Rasta Racer. Yeah, so I saw that. It's so bad. What what is that? What is Race Wars? Right. So I get it. You turn up with your car and you you have a drag race with people. Has everybody got like a pre-rolled 2K in their pocket? Because Lottie Letty yeah. says two Gs to raise. And he goes, all right. And then he, there, there it is. Who's got that? In his top, in his top is pocket. It, is it? Because he looks sad. He's like, oh, no. Two, two Gs? Oh, okay. I've got it here. Unless it's like a, it's an unwritten rule. That yeah. you're, this is going to cost two mm-hmm. two Gs to to race because the the first drag race that we see the buy in is two thousand. That is so true. So maybe it's just the the standard. If you're going to gamble on this stuff, if you're going to you you got to throw in two thousand. Two where Gs. The, where does the money come from? Honestly, yeah. it's an expensive business. Street racing. Crime. Crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, I do like the way there's a bit of rumble, and obviously Jesse gets beaten by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tran, and then there's a kerfuffle, and then Lance get involved, gets involved, and Letty punches him in the face. Yeah, Lance is <laughs> Lance has a rough time. <laughs> so listen, this is that rumble is another point I wanted to make because there is elite level jostling, crowd <laughs> jostling. You know, we talk about. Um, like Chris brought it up with how um, The Untouchables was a good uh, murmuring movie. And um, I think we talked about it in one other film that it was good at something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Laughing Under Stress. Alien yeah, yeah. was a good. Yeah. So I think we were for a time we were going to call it Chris's Pigeonhole or something like that. This mm-hmm. segment. This is a jostling movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the elite level jostling. Brian is like full on like big crowd <laughs> jo- surfing it's jostling. So it's cute. just it's amazing. Uh. Um, but it it remind it made me think, and this is what makes me think that the crowd scenes are so good. It's it's actually really well done. That big group sort of scrap is really done well. There's a security guy comes in to break them up. Leon is like fighting off one of the other um, Tran dudes. Then uh, Vince comes in and tries to pull Dom away. Letty's punching Lance, Brian's jostling. It's like there's so much going on, but it's all done really well. It does feel authentic. Like you say, yeah. those those big security guards roll in yeah. and it just feels legitimate, doesn't it? As if that's actually at a, an event and this is a real rumble. Yeah. Rumble. Sorry, I watched <laughs> West Side Story a couple of weeks ago. Oh. I think so that along with the the rather hokey but also quite well choreographed bit when Dom does his his monologue after the first drag race when he's like winning, ask any racer winning's winning. And then they got the guys like agreeing with him in the background. That's quite well done. And the, when the cops arrive after that first drag race and everybody disperses, just like we talked about, right? The, everybody legs it in their different directions. That's really well choreographed. Yep. The, and the driving when everyone's driving away from that scene is really well done. I just think the, the group action scenes are brilliant in this film. Agreed with you. Yeah. yeah. 
that was all I had to say about like that kind of scene. But there's another thing that happens still at Race Wars. Uh, and it's at the night time when just before Brian and Mia have their heart to heart. We're basically seeing Race Wars at night. Like there's, there's you know, music going, there's people mm-hmm. dancing. There's some guy playing with some sort of weird glow-in-the-dark toy, <laughs> spinny toy, not-quite-yo-yo, not-quite-Diablo thing. What's he doing? And he's trying to look really cool doing this thing. There's no one really stood next to him. No. Either. There's a couple of people behind, but they're not engaging with him at all. <laughs> and he's he's really intense. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> I noticed that I love I love his commitment to his yeah. uh, in quotes art. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need an audience. I'm just no, going to do this. Not, I'm going to do I'm it in really my own well. space. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> right. So listen, I'm going to hand over to you now because I don't have anything else to say, small stuff wise, for the rest of the film. So it's uh, over to you. Okay. Right. So uh, Jesse runs away, and the, the trans see the trans. That's not right, is it? Johnny Tran and his cousin Lance uh, come and shoot him up. This basically sends Dom over the edge and he decides to drive the Charger. Um, <clears throat> the only point really I wanted to make was the sound of the Charger engine at that point when he starts it up. It sounds insane. What, they reckon 900 horsepower or mm-hmm. something? Um, the chassis twisted. I did, yeah. Um, it sounds super cool. Yeah. But then there's the chase and I've got a few things on the chase. Right. So going back to the it's trying hard to be cool, why are they doing wheelies? Like stylistic wheelies. Oh, as well. okay. Yeah, like, I mean, because sometimes you do wheelies because yeah, yeah. you lose control of the, I don't know, no, front no. end or whatever. No, they're doing wheelies and they're like, you know, turning the handlebar and looking behind. And saying, Look at he me. He does I'm... a jump at one point and does he do a little, do a little kind of cross like, up thing? Cross going up, on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But the, the point I wanted to make, I think Lance is in the background and he's shooting. Mm-hmm. His acting of shooting is abysmal. Good. Are you... <laughs> Good. They don't shy away from it either, right? So, you know, obviously they're not hitting Brian. There's shots going all over mm-hmm. the shop. But then there's a, like an over-the-shoulder shot of him shooting. And it's like he's trying to, like, just do a circle. Yeah. Like he's rotating his wrist. So imagine Brian is in the, his target in mm-hmm. the centre. He's just trying to ring around him. Yeah. What? Well, playing... Um first-person shooters on xbox i do that quite often (laughs) if there's a bit of recoil i end up drawing like a a, an outline around my target he's a bad gunsman 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 Mm -hmm. yeah terrible but actually when he does get shot by oh it's not him he goes over the cliff doesn't he goes over there i think Mm. yeah dom gets sideswiped by by dom Dom. which is excellent i think the shooting of johnny tran is a really is really coolly shot. I think he does like a handbrake, like turn, stop thing, and then just shoots him through the car. Immediately window. gets he kind of broadsides the car. Mm, that's it. That's immediately a good gets the the pistol out, takes kind of brace on the the top of the door, and the way the actor um, who's playing Johnny Tran reacts to being shot, it's brilliant. It, it genuinely looks like he's been shot. The way he comes off the bike, mm. I mean, it looks really painful. The way he slams into the wall, but I think that's a really really neat scene. Um, well done, folks. It's good. Yes. I, actually, you know what? I, I, so Jesse just gets shot. Yes. Oh, Jesse's dead. Is that, are we just... Because he never... Did they ever get... Does he ever get mentioned ever again in the in the as films? As far as I'm aware, no. Um, mm, they might mention the fact he's not alive at some point. Okay. So like, they mes- mention him in the past tense, but 
Yeah. No. So that's crazy. I mean, he's like one of the more likable guys in the film and they just they just shoot him because yeah. because because. And then I'm going to move forward to the drag race. Mm -hmm. Um we hear the prominent sound of the Charger engine on takeover which is incredible. And then something I want to talk about, I might actually pitch this for a separate category. It's a pet peeve. It's not even a pet peeve. I laugh every time I see it. It's ridiculous. Right. I'm in a car and I'm going as fast as I can. However, <laughs> I need to go faster. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my accelerator pedal, my throttle pedal down further than I had already whilst driving as fast as I could. <laughs> Why, 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 why do films keep doing this, right? Yeah. Every time there's a guy driving as fast as he can and they need in some way to show that he now wants to go faster, he puts the throttle down another quarter inch. Yeah. What? Or changes gear. That's, That's the other thing they do is they change gear. I hate it. And I, th I was really surprised. It was, and I, we got to this scene, I thought, they've not done it. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. And then in the drag race, Dom does it. He's like, oh, Brian's quite close to me. I know I'll actually go faster. I'll just put the throttle down. Why were you not flat out in the first place? It's literally a drag race. There's a train coming. Yeah. Oh, pet peeve. Yep. Okay, so what would you, if you're going to pitch this new category, what would you put, what would you pitch it as? Well, you put me on the spot. I don't know. Uh, well, okay. I don't know. It's like the must drive faster award okay. or something right. like that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pencil it in. Because I can name some films where they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the stupidest thing. It's, oh, I right. hate it. I Good. hate it so much. The um, the film that, that I always think of was the, uh, what was it? It was Driven with Sylvester Stallone. Mm. The NASCAR, not NASCAR, um, IndyCar. IndyCar film, where they they would just change gear and the car would go faster. Like every single time. And that just, yeah, that drove me up the wall. They do it so much in Days of Thunder. I know we're going back, right? Mm. It's NASCAR. Like, you're mostly flat out all the time. Yeah. But no, 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 I need to overtake this guy, so I'm now going to put the throttle. I get it, folks. I get it. Like, drafting, you don't use full throttle when you're in a draft. I understand that. But, but not on a drag race. not how they do this. Mm. Anyway. Fabulous. And finally, I just want to shout out to the crash, the Doms, when Dom, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really understand what he hits to flip like that, but clearly a ramp hidden by something. But I think it's really well done. It looks legit car looks probably smashed up it doesn't look fake at all i mean it's yeah. an amazing crash yeah it's yeah. really cool yeah. no i'm with you good all right let's uh we'll take a short break and then we'll do the categories move on to the categories uh, starting as always with the quick hits which will be extremely quick i think there were no use of binoculars no the spit wipes the backhanded spit wipes we thought we had them potentially we had a four-handed spit wipe harry let us down yeah he was overacting so much <laughs> that he forgot <laughs> now i meant a backhanded spit wipe we've got it we've got it in the can we're moving on andy's hat Right, as far as I'm aware, there's only two hats. Okay, hit me. Jesse's beanie. Terrible. Which I hate. Yep. Right, so it's not winning. Mm -hmm. And then there's the large guy in the... where Just where you see uh, Lance get nailed, mm -hmm. right? He sat down having lunch Okay. with two other guys. One guy is wearing all black 
and he's wearing a black bucket hat. Okay. And so, it wins by miles. Like, well, it would, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to beat Jesse's terrible beanie, which he looked like he made himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't of, fit. It's just, it's ragged. It? It's bad. Um, it looks like he's made out of cat hair. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> okay. Bad ways to die. I think there's two. Jesse and Johnny Tran. They're the only deaths in the in the film, as I know of. Is La- no, Lance is moving, isn't he? Yeah. 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 And Lance is quite heroic. I mean, he goes flying. I <laughs> It's a really good bike ride until he yeah. goes over that cliff, and yeah. then he's like, he doesn't know what to do. Um, what's worse, Jesse? As far as I'm concerned, it's Jesse because he's he's in utter despair. I mean, he he, mm. he is absolutely cut up. He doesn't know what to do with himself, and then he gets shot. And at this point, Johnny Tran's a murderer anyway, so yeah. it's grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Deserves yeah. Let's let's visit audio corner. Okay, so I've got three on my list. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say a clear winner, but it is winning. Um, so quite early in the start, we see, and I'm not really sure what it is, but Brian's car falls apart. But like bolts start. I don't yeah, know. The floor, so, floor panel falls out and well, goes flying. I, I can't tell you why. Because mm-hmm. it's like someone's unscrewing the parts. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> um, and then the floor panel kind of drags and then comes out. And I think they do a great job of making it sound cool when it flies past the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that quite a lot. I've already mentioned the music at... El Gato Negro. I love that. <clears throat> I should say I have the soundtrack to this this movie. Shut up. I like it. <clears throat> Honestly, give me dang. It's, is the is the El Gato Negro music in on the soundtrack? I can't remember. Okay. Good. You've clearly played it a lot. Well, not recently. Okay. No. Back in 2001, it was the jam of the summer, I can is tell that, you. Is that a really old-fashioned thing to say now? I have the soundtrack to this. Because... Like with streaming services, like we all have the soundtrack to this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What I should say is we bought this on okay. CD okay. Right. when streaming did not exist. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone's got the soundtrack to this if they want to mm-hmm. listen to it. Um, my winner here is, uh, and again, I've mentioned this already, yeah. it's the charger engine noise, mm-hmm. specifically the tick over when it's on at idle mm-hmm. prior to the drag race. I used to drag here back in high school. That railroad crossing up there is exactly a quarter mile away from here. On green, I'm going for it. So Dom and uh, Brian are having a conversation and you can just hear it in the background yeah. and it's cool. If I had two thousand pounds to wager on this, I would have wagered it on you saying that. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, very quickly, I have you, have you not got it rolled up in no, your shorts? No, I, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> there, the, the the right at the beginning, the music with like the opening titles in the docks. It's good. It starts strong. It, it goes up and down mm-hmm. in places. The music, but it starts really strong. But it is accompanied by those really try-hard opening titles, <laughs> which in some ways look really cool because the docks look great at that time of day yeah. and the golden hour and all that kind of stuff. But also, they're really trying hard with the titles. So, mm-hmm. the noise of Vince's car. There is one moment when they are pulling into Dom's house uh, just before the barbecue. And Vince's car is whining. Is 
it's like, mm. like this high pitched kind of noise. It sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. But then he drives off in a huff, and his car's not making that noise. So I don't know mm. what that whine is. He drives off quite in quite a good way there because he's yeah. still reversing when he punches it. So and the it's front wheels, I mean, it's a bit sucky that it's a front wheel drive car but anyway the front wheels just light up and he's still going backwards i think that's cool okay good so i don't like this i think it's horrendous and clumsy and the perhaps the worst bit of the film but i have to mention it when vince attacks brian from behind the music is blaring and shouting watch your back watch your back watch your watch your watch Watch your your back back. (laughs) yeah yeah it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. It's so awful. Yeah, this film is on on the nose in almost yeah. every way, isn't it? Yeah. But my winner for Audio Corner is when they are being, in quotes, escorted by Johnny Tran and his gang to Johnny Tran's place and they pull in, like they go in under the like the, the oriental gate and then they, mm-hmm. they pull around the corner. There's some lovely little string work. just it's just really nice a string motif very briefly shows up mm, i wasn't and it's really nice that. Yeah. i don't even remember that yeah well done. it's good yeah watch it again i will <laughs> right best looking scene i'm going to take this one just to start with Go if on. that's okay mm-hmm. in general i think this movie looks brilliant i think apart from the dodgy opening credits mm-hmm. and some of the again try hard speed effects that don't quite work for me mm-hmm. other than that i think this film looks gorgeous i think the lighting is yep. brilliant and like we talked about the crowd scenes and the locations are really amazing i just think it looks great so i'm going to throw out a few nominations and you can fill in any that okay. i miss so anything with the green glowing honda civics looks yep. and sound cool maybe i should have put that in audio corner actually the sound of the civics is awesome um when the cars disperse after the first race and the cops show up and everyone's just peeling off in their various directions and the crowd is running and all that, I think that looks amazing. The The first scene, actually, when um, we see Dodger Stadium and we see the city and the like, the, it gets light you know, very quickly, like the accelerated time thing, that looks gorgeous, I think. When Brian's car blows up, we talked about this, mm-hmm. the green flames, the sizzling something or other, the paintwork is sizzling mm-hmm. or something. It looks amazing. When Brian races the Ferrari guy, there is a head-on shot of Brian having to go into oncoming traffic. Yep. And he does this huge kind of swoop and back into the, the driving lane. Looks unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Mia looks utterly gorgeous at race wars. Mm-hmm. When at night, when Brian is like, like going after her, saying, and he says, "I'm a cop," and she starts tears start coming into her eyes. She just looks gorgeous. Her hair yep. is gorgeous. The lighting is amazing. It, so, um, in terms of like best looking person in the in the <laughs> film, <laughs> Jordana Brewster wins. But yeah. that scene in particular, she looks great. Uh, is, are there any? Um, Actually, no, there's one more. Uh, when Brian calls the helicopter, the helicopter takes Vince and Dom and Mia 
and Leon letting leave. Mm-hmm. Everything about that scene looks great. The lighting is gorgeous. Dom's in the background and Mia's turning around looking at Brian. It's windy. And, yeah. Oh, it's really cool. It just it? looks gorgeous. And again, yeah. beautiful people, yeah. beautiful light, beautifully shot, gorgeous. Did I miss anything? No, I mean, you haven't got mine. Okay, go on then. I'm a sucker for a, a wide shot and I'll go with one again here. When we first see Race Wars, the, the camera pans up from the desert and, and it comes up onto the airbase. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, it's kind of golden and, and, and dusty, and but it's a, a wide shot and you can see the crowds but there's two cars that have just started their race mm-hmm. you can vaguely hear them and they're they're moving away from the line and there's dust and oh, it just looks so good it looks it's like so a good. place you'd want to be right cool yeah mm-hmm. it really really is cool yeah it's very nicely done um yeah so that's my specific one but okay. i would agree with everything you said so my winner is the when they leave uh they leave brian with the helicopter um and yeah, Mia's looking back and Dom's in the background. That seems pretty good, isn't it? Mm? That seems pretty good because the first time Dom hears about it is when he's 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 calling for the mm-hmm. oh, it's brilliant. It's really yeah. well done. Anyway, the only bit I, I'm I'm gonna do a little a little negative on that though. The only thing I don't like is that the only thing that stops Dom from beating Brian to death, apparently, is what he looks like he's about to do, is that Vince is going into shock, in quotes. Yeah. Why is that the thing that that there was like? Oh God, no! I've got to, I've got to concentrate on Vince again. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna revert to the crazy fool who smashed yeah. a guy with a spanner. I'm gonna yeah. worry about my mate. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> okay, the Monsieur Mendel Award for our favorite incidental character. I struggle here. I want to say Tanner. I want to say Pizza Guy, but Pizza Guy is a non-entity. But really? that's. I mean, he's pretty incidental. Hello, hello. I'm going to say Harry. <laughs> he's, he's so, I don't know, he's just... Harry looks like he's never had a good night's sleep. Like everything, <laughs> the weight of the world is on Harry's shoulder. Like everything is like the most painful decision he's ever made. He is hamming it up so much. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. So he says at one point, what does he say something like... like Rookies can't use Nas, and I've seen the way you drive. You've got a heavy, heavy foot, foot or something. <laughs> Has that got anything to do with Nas? No. Nas doesn't no. use the accelerator, right? It's I about don't. pushing a button. I need Nas. I need Nas. No. My, My car topped out at 140 miles per hour this morning. Amateurs don't use nitrous oxide. I've seen the way you drive. you got a heavy foot. You'll blow yourself to pieces. I, need one. I don't get it. It's like, you know, the bit where they get Charlton Heston in Wayne's World, mm-hmm. right? It's like they decided to get some heavyweight dude in to play Harry, but he's rubbish. Yeah. He's... So look, do do the same thing that Charlton Heston does. Be like this kind of like deep thinking, you know. Um, <laughs> Your life just, is constantly yeah. under stress. He's like Gil in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can't act. And the only way yeah. you know how to act is by overacting. Yeah. Just, uh, it, so I'm going to go with Harry because he makes me laugh. Okay. I've got three nominations for incidental character. I'm not con- not sure any of them are actually that incidental. So uh, Lance, obviously. Yeah. 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 Leon. Hmm? And I've got things yeah. to say about Leon in a sec. And Tanner. Tanner's great. Yeah. I mean, I know none of them are like technically incidental because they're all like central to some of the plot. I mean, but I suppose Lance is the most incidental. But 
they're, they're not main characters. And so that's why I wanted to shout them out. I've already talked about Tanner, why I love him. Mm-hmm. His, his father figure role to Brian is brilliant. But I think I want to give it to Leon. Not because he's incidental in this film, because he's clearly not, but he's in the overall series, he's, he's a forgotten man. Right. Letty comes back. Jesse's dead. Um, Vince comes back. Obviously Dom, Brian, obviously. Leon, I don't know if he gets ever gets mentioned ever I, again. I, I don't think so. And what I would say about Leon is I think he is the most... If you had to pick any of those people from, other than potentially Mia, any of the people from the gang, the most realistic, lifelike, real person mm. there is Leon by yeah. a country mile. Yeah. He just seems like a dude. Yeah, where he, else he, is that? He he has a character. He has a personality, yeah. and it's realistic. It's not an idiot playing yeah. two chords on his guitar. Yeah, and yeah, and I, yeah. so he's billed in the credits ahead of Vince. Hmm. So he was like, I mean, obviously Vince is different because he's you know trying to, you know, yeah. he he has the conflict with Brian and stuff. But um, I just. I'm really sad that Leon never comes back in any of the other films. So anyway, yeah. there you have it. I'm so I'm giving Leon some respect. The best location. Okay. So I have three. One's not really a location, but I keep mentioning El Gato Negro, so I'm going to say it again. No, it's a it's a, it's a I location. Love, it counts. I, I want to go there. Okay. It looks cool. Um, the the restaurant they stop at after the Ferrari race. Mm-hmm. What looks a lovely place, right? On the coast. Looks looks a lovely place. Eating shrimp, we which a, I wouldn't do. We briefly looked it up just now, and it's a place called Neptune's Nest on the Pacific Coast Highway, which incidentally was also used in Point Break, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, I almost feel like it wasn't... It was on purpose. I mean, I we haven't done any research into the making of this film, but I feel like it's got to be intentional, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think... Fairly predictably, my my pick goes to the the crib that the police nick, that lovely house, mm-hmm. the uh, one that it, Eddie Fisher built for that's the Elizabeth very same, yeah. the very same one. It just looks lovely, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything about that place looks incredible, as you'd expect. Um, the walls are all curved. The kitchen is curved. Oh, so good, yeah, it's so good. I mean, they wreck it by putting their crap computers all over, <laughs> you know, two thousand and one CRT monitors mm-hmm. everywhere. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic place. I'd like to mention two. Uh, I want to mention the warehouses where they have the the first car meet. Just looks amazing. Just these what like empty, enormous, multi-story warehouses with a lane in between that is wide enough for cars to be shown off and drive up and down and people to gather and music's playing and I bet it's echoing off the warehouse walls and it looks amazing because they they have that again they have that accelerated time like the time lapse of the sun setting and. It, just awesome. We just don't get places like that in England. No. Well, you know what, though? Interestingly, um, not far from here in Canesham, they have the old Bourneville Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's now um, like flats and stuff. Yep. Um, it looks very similar. It is two brown brownstone, red brick, basically, factory buildings side by side like that. It's not deserted, though. You no, can't, it's not, you can't no, not run anymore. a street race from there. I mean, it you? probably was before the developers got their hands on it and made it into flats and then there is the 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 moment which perhaps should have been in best looking scene but there's the moment where dom and his crew roll up in formation to the warehouses looks awesome mm-hmm. 
but I'm going to give it to uh, the parachute tent at Race Wars. So Dom's tent. It's really, really mobile, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, it's brilliant because it's a tent or it's, it's more like a sun shade almost yeah. more than anything else, isn't it? But it's made out of a parachute. Yeah. And so it's flapping it's about everywhere. like crazy. And so it gives you shade. The genius of it is, though, as you pointed out, because it's loose and flappy and parachute-y, it may, it's windy. So you realise that actually there's going to be a cool breeze at this otherwise really hot, like baking mm-hmm. hot surface. Because, you know, it's the tarmac of the yeah. runway would be unbearably hot. But it actually looks like a really cool place to be. Yep. And they're playing music and they're just chilling. And then, so yeah, I'm giving it to the parachute tent all day long. It really is moving. It's like, you know, yeah. you see those those things sometimes at festivals. They're like stick men with yeah, yeah. with arms and they flap yeah. around. It's that it's that mobile, isn't it? It's it's almost like they've put a, f- a wind machine on it to make it move that. But they've also, um, this is, I'm because I'm assuming it's Dom's tent or Dom's parachute. I don't know what to call it. Because it's his crew that's underneath it, right? Yeah. So my thinking is that, and they've en- engineered it very nicely because, like the really loose bits of fabric, you'd think, oh, but that would like swing down and hit people in the head and like mm. you know, cover people's faces and like poor <laughs> small children would be swallowed up by it. But and it's not reaching them; it's still elevated. No, but also it's obviously catching the wind. It's a parachute after all, but yeah. it's not flying away. So he said, I'm curious as to this structure. <laughs> so actually, do you think maybe it's nothing to do with Dom? It's just like Dom's like, that's the best spot. That's where we're going to be. What to know. Because Dom has oh, his caravan, doesn't he? He has his, his crappy kind of... Um... Who puts that up? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'll go with it's Dom's, but okay. I'm not sure how they've engineered it. Here we are. Okay, so we are going to extend the souvenir categories. We're going to have the normal souvenir, but we're going to have a, an additional um, category for this one. So first of all, what souvenir would you take from this film? We have two choices. Okay, I, I I was struggling to pick things here, so yeah, go for it. Tell me what you got. My favourite one is not the best one. So the best one to have is, um, for me, would be uh, when we first see Letty, she gets out of the car mm-hmm. uh, and she's got these incredible boots on. Mm-hmm. I would have those boots. Okay. Letty's yep. boots. they kind of got like flames on the front or something. I don't know what's Really chunky black yeah. heel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so that's the one... I want to pick, but I'm not. I'm slightly more subtle, and I'd have this mounted, framed and mounted. I would have the um, the three and a half inch floppy disk that uh, <laughs> that oh, Jesse uses. So it's got a, it says uh, I think it's a Supra design. Yes, on it, it and does. It, and um, it's so good. Yeah, I'd have that. So just for old times' sake, I work in IT. I like a three and a half inch floppy disk. And you're absolutely right. Framed on your wall. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That oh my god, that's elite level souvenir. It's, it's pretty good. I'm quite pleased with that, that one. That might so. be the best one I think we've had. That is so good. Mm, I'm you. not mine's nowhere near that. I'm sure it's good. No, it's not. So um I did think that they're harpoon guns. Like what kind of guns are they? Mm-hmm. Like they they've got two of them because they shoot one to pull the window out and then one to shoot into the, the passenger seat of the truck. Mm-hmm. So that would be an interesting um I don't know whether it would be a working one or just a, a you know, I, I don't know. It's a very dangerous article yeah. to have around yeah. your house, though, isn't it? So those are cool. And then the other one, which I thought was really obvious, but you didn't say it, interestingly, is Dom's crucifix. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's almost too obvious. And I don't really want to say it. So I'm going to go with the harpoons just because That's I don't fine. want it. But interestingly, you know, they've just recently 
um, had uh, the premiere of Fast 10 or what is it called? Fast Fast, Fast X. Fast X. Mm. And um, <clears throat> like everybody and their dog is in these for movies now uh, or has been in these movies. Brie Larson is in it. And at the premiere, she was wearing Dom's crucifix or yeah. at least a replica thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with the harpoon guns just because I can't Fine. choose Dom's. So the addendum to this is which car would you have? Toss up for me. I want to say um, Ryan's Supra. It's cool. Yeah. Right? It's really cool, but I'm not. I'm going to be slightly different. I'm not going to say the Dodge Charger because that's a stupid car. Yeah, because you, you can't drive mean, it anyway. With fuel prices at this at the point. You can't see past the flipping supercharger yeah. air intake, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, no, I'm going to have um, Dom's uh, RX-7. Okay. Yeah, the red one. Yeah, that he races at the start. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It was and clearly the fastest car of the. Yeah, of the I've lot. always, I've always liked the shape of those cars. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my pick. So my short list was the uh, Brian's Eclipse, the green one, that, and and also then the the Supra. Mm-hmm. I just I got to go with the orange Supra. I just think it's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean it's for me it's the one that looks the coolest. Uh, and for me, plays the coolest role in the film. I mean, it's literally super to the rescue when Vince is uh, hanging off the side of the truck, which is agony, by the way. We haven't oh, mentioned God, man, that's nasty, arm, isn't it? The arm <clears throat> being tangled up in the cabling, terrible. Um, so yeah, but there I mean, is there is that bit actually. Now you mention it, where it is super to the rescue. So I, they're on the side of the road. I forget exactly who's broken down or whatever. Mm. Um, but the super bombed past. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Leon going to get Letty That's out of the great, yeah. car. Yeah, and the super just shoots past. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so cool. I'm going super definitely. Fine. Yep. The call me Bronco coolest look. <laughs> well, what you got? I'm going to mention the snakeskin pants because <laughs> I have to. Right? I have also written down snakeskin. I can't give it to no. Lance though. I'm going to mention Letty's outfit when we first meet her. Because it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks amazing. What a character introduction. You talked about character introductions yeah. earlier and how you were a bit unsure about them. Yeah. But her character introduction is epic. Yeah, because she doesn't say anything. Yeah. Right? She, she just, just looks she just unbelievable. Looks, and she yeah. looks, you know, badass, right? Yeah. And her boots are cool and she's got like this kind of camo trousers on mm-hmm. and a crop top. She looks great. But actually, I'm going to go, it is also uh, Letty, but it's um, it's a scene when the raid happens... Um, they <laughs> cut to they cut back to the garage, and Letty is under the car, and she is. I don't know why you'd work on a car in what appear to be leather pants, <laughs> um, but she does. She's wearing brown leather trousers. Like, you know, you're in Los Angeles, and it looks like it's a summer. It looks boiling hot. Everyone's sweating. You're wearing leather trousers, but she's also wearing like a tank top thing going on, like yeah. a crop top. Yeah, and she's also oily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know exactly what they're doing because it's all in slow motion when she put and yeah, yeah. so I'm going to go with oily and there's a little bit of a make out scene yeah, just yeah, shortly yeah. after that yeah. Yeah, oily yeah. letty oily letty oh I love it uh, so yes I also wrote down Lance's snakeskin trousers uh, so I pull, so it was one of the, the small things that I mentioned I noticed right at the beginning so I was making my notes and as I do make my notes I usually pause the 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 film mm-hmm. obviously and I wrote down Lance's trousers, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, snake, question mark. And then I played it again and mm. immediately 
Dom says the yeah. guy in the snakeskin pants is his cousin yeah. Lance. Um, so yeah, the only other t- well, there's two others. Um, my other nominee was uh, Leon is wearing a rather sweet dark blue like vest basketball top with a number eight on it. And I've already mentioned how much I like Leon, uh, and I think his number eight top is pretty cool. He he can pull it off. I couldn't pull it off. No way. You should try it. No, no. I'm not doing it. Okay, you could get it I and then don't get have the, the physique. Get the crucifix. They're pretty cool. I might look good actually now that you mm. mention it. And the snakeskin trousers, and Definitely. then I'm set. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So I am also going to say Letty. I actually just wrote down everything Letty wears. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I think fair. it's for me. It's her. It's her intro outfit with, mm-hmm. as you say, with the boots, and yeah, she just she yeah. looks awesome. So, mm-hmm. and in terms of you know, we talked about how Leon is perhaps the most like realistic member of the crew in terms of character design, if you like. Mm-hmm. I think Letty is the most well designed character. They're like, no, we know exactly who we want Letty to be. And her outfit tells us that straight away. Agreed. And I love that. So that's my pick. Would you like to talk, take us into closing credit? I've already done it, man. It's Pizza Boy. Pizza I told Boy. you. Rob Cohen. Rob Cohen, the director. Pizza okay. Boy. All right. Roads, there was... Roads closed, Pizza Boy. <laughs> what the hell's going on around here? Streets closed, Pizza Boy. Find another way home. Goddamn street racer. Again, Leon's my guy Leon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed when I was watching the credits that one of them is called Edwin's Babe. Honestly. <laughs> it's just... Listen, we've got Mia, obviously, we've got uh, Letty, but in terms of how other female characters are treated in this film, it's pretty awful. So Edwin's Babe is... I mean, what a legendary... Um, Casting or not casting, like billing. I but purposely also, didn't pick that because yeah. I, I was mildly offended by it. <laughs> but can we just briefly talk about who Edwin's babe might be? Because it's it's not Monica's because Monica is already billed. Mm-hmm. The, so you think it might be the the other? Which is it's it's, it's, it's it's poorly labeled then because she's not Edwin's babe because he doesn't win. Yeah, exactly. But who else could it be? Is Edwin with a babe? When we first meet him, well, probably because it's a terrible scene. Yeah, okay, because, yeah, because because all of the <laughs> so in quotes cool characters are with a babe. Mm. Yeah, okay, all right. So anyway, I I was I'm glad you didn't choose Edwin's babe because oh. it's it's low hanging fruit, isn't it? Yeah, no. I, I can't I can't bring myself to to call that one out. But yeah, Edwin's babe is not okay. The closing credit it is Pizza Boy. Fabulous. Thank you. Cohen director. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thank you, Andy. Thanks. Next time, we will either be doing Grease or Bridget Jones's Diary. I think we're going to be doing Grease next. I don't know why I can't remember. but Slight change of tone. You may (laughs) subtly (laughs) skipping from one to the other. So, yes. So, either Grease or Bridget Jones's Diary. Uh, Perhaps give them both a watch. You never know which one's going to be next. Um, but don't forget the small stuff. <laughs>